Well, hey guys, we're glad that you're here and thank you for being here on time, ready for our elective, our breakout session entitled, Why I Am XAI. And it's not just I, me, but it's others that are gonna be presenting today. So we appreciate this next hour that you're gonna be enjoying with us. When God called me to youth and missions, I hoped that I would become a world changer and have alumni of my ministry who would also become world changers. Little did I know then, the summer of my junior year in high school, that the alumni of my ministry would be from around the world and would be world changers within their spheres of influence among their people groups and nations. Hi, I'm Steve Bortner, and this is my wife. That was the cue right there. My wife's not yet in the room, okay, but you'll see. She'll sit over there, my wife of 44 years, Sharon. Since our college graduations and wedding in June 1977, we've been involved in ministry in the local church and on three campuses. For 12 years, we were youth and music pastors in some Assembly of God churches, and then for nearly three and a half years, we were lead pastors of a church in Oregon, which we then resigned in the early 90s to come into Chi Alpha. Now understand, I've never been a Chi Alpha student, a student leader, never an intern, never an MA, never gone through new director training. But suddenly in 1993, we were nationally appointed itinerating campus missionaries, raising support for what God had been redirecting us to lead. I served as a pioneering Chi Alpha director at Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire, a ministry that honestly never really got off the ground in the two years that we were there. In 1995, we were invited into Ohio by, some of you know him, Mike Olajars, to become the new directors of Chi Alpha at Kent State in Northeast Ohio. We served there for 16 years, building, at that time, not one of the largest, but definitely one of the most culturally diverse Chi Alphas in the country at the time. Our last five years in Ohio were also serving as the Ohio District, or we might say State Director of Chi Alpha, just like Justin and Joe and Anthony do across the Southeast. When we sensed that we were done in God's plan and timing for what we were doing in ministry in Ohio, we were invited to come and to join the Chi Alpha staff team at NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. From 2011 to 2019, we served as XAI director. XAI, if you don't know, meaning Chi Alpha Internationals, to serve as the XAI director on that staff team and I got personally involved in the reaching and discipling of international students, scholars, and their spouses, and inspiring and training other Chi Alpha staffers and student leaders to do the same. As I came into the Southeast area, I was invited by Crystal Martin and then Savolawali, our national director of XAI, to serve as the Southeast region or area's 40-plus Chi Alphas as XAI rep. What started in 2013 as a part-time added responsibility to my ministry at NC State, beginning in January 2020, yes, right before COVID came to town, I started serving as Kyova's first full-time XAI area rep. So I've actually had the pleasure of writing my own job description, so to speak, and we're testing that out. I hope I succeed well for the sake of Kyova. And today is actually one of those training venues that I lead as your XAI rep. We believe that every Chi Alpha campus ministry, every Chi Alpha staffer, every Chi Alpha student leader, every Chi Alpha student should be actively engaged in ways to welcome and befriend, love and serve in practical ways the international students on our campuses, believing that as we represent and present Jesus Christ and invite them them, meaning international students, into Christian community that they will have a sense of belonging, perhaps even before they believe. We believe that God has brought international students and scholars to our campuses that they might know or that they might come to know him, Jesus our Savior and King. We should be inviting international friends to participate in Bible studies, one-on-one -on -one or in small groups, making new friends and sharing our lives together in our weekly small groups and large group gatherings, interacting with Chi Alpha staff and students in welcoming events, enjoying holiday observances, 
campus cultural activities recreation and fun retreats and conferences and whatever activities work for you so you see international students are not only part of the ready ripe for harvest mission field but they're also laborers now and in the future in this continuing harvest of souls and the discipleship of nations and when that occurs then he'll come again so what we do is not for our glory but for Jesus we do all of this because who is worthy Jesus is worthy Johnny and Amanda come share with us well um, thanks Steve I'm Johnny this is my wife Amanda we serve at Virginia Tech with the international student ministry there uh, that's one of our roles, but it's it's probably our favorite role. Mm -hmm. And um, we just want to talk about our journey from student to now leaders in international ministry in hopes that we can make this a little bit more accessible to everyone inside the room because mm -hmm. our journey isn't so extraordinary that it's not unattainable for anyone in this room. Mm -hmm. And so we want to describe just some of the steps that we went to go through like to get experience in international ministry, to get a heart for it, and how we got to where we are now, and basically giving you an idea of maybe how you could get involved in international ministry. So my journey began the first day I was on campus when I got plugged into Chi Alpha. Uh, they didn't take long to get to me. They met me at my dorm, and my future life group leader was asking to help me move into my dorm, and he did, and then he invited me to move in events, and you know, you know where it goes from there. I got plugged into large group Bible study. I went to everything. I was that freshman. And I was super loved by, by just my life group. I was sometimes one of the only guys who came. And just the fact that they didn't change their disposition in terms of like how motivated they seemed to come across towards me. They, they really pursued after me and poured into me. And um, it was just an amazing time of growing in Jesus where I was able to start sharing my faith with people. I was able to um, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just so many amazing things happened in the, that first, just that first year. But throughout college, just growing in Jesus was such an amazing time. Yeah. Um, for me, my earliest memories, I can remember being surrounded by people from other cultures, other backgrounds, and just like loving to learn about culture, loving to eat the foods from different culture, talk about people, like immerse myself in the experiences. Um, and so coming to college, that was no different. I actually went to architecture school at VT, plot twist being here, um, but majority of the architecture school at VT was international students. And so all of my best friends in college were international students. And it's funny, um, I like to joke that we were doing ministry before we were married because in college, one of our best friends was named Brian. He was a student from Panama. And he was going through a really difficult time and I can just remember like fighting for him and praying for him and really pursuing him so that he would know Jesus and praying like, Lord, I just wish that there was an army. Like I wish that there were people who would like fight alongside me for these students who so desperately need Jesus. And I didn't know Johnny was his old roommate who was also fighting for him yeah. and pursuing him. Um, and so I think it's just cool to see how God was even like ordaining those things before we stepped into this position together of leading the international ministry. And we, we also had other experiences besides that, um, leading Bible studies. You're bound to have international students. I had international students multiple years. Um, some come to know Jesus, too. Uh, and so really awesome experiences there where the Lord was just opening doors for that. But our first real experience in international ministry in terms of, like, having a title in that, I guess, was when our, um, we inherited our international ministry as staff members from some of our staff that left. Uh, Nick and Melanie Arakaki went to go um, to the 1040 window and um, do world missions. And now we, we do international ministry for our fellowship. And what that looks like is it's a basically imagine your Bible study, but we come together and we have a meal together and we grow in community and we discuss some of life's biggest questions and we see how Jesus answers those questions. And so the way we deliver that to our international students might look a little bit different but the function of it is more or less the same as a Bible study where we're weaving in the scriptures to these answers. We're actually growing in relationship with each other. And we actually do what Amanda's about to talk about, which is discipleship. Yeah, so we believe in something called we call discipleship from the first handshake. 
So from the first, like, hello, my name is, we're like, okay, we're, we're discipling you. We are um, inviting you to be in a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so obviously discipleship with Christians and non-Christians looks a little different, right? A Christian might have some kind of framework for discipleship, um, but a non-Christian, it's a little different, you know. Um, but we, we believe that we can bring Jesus up in our interactions with them and that we can encourage them to grow in him and to learn more about him. Um, and so it might look like grabbing a cup of coffee. It might look like cooking a meal or asking them to teach you how to cook a meal from their culture. Um, it's totally accessible. Any one of you can do it. Um, and what's really cool about that is as you live authentically for Jesus, as you just share your faith, just share, you know, what Jesus is doing in your life, um, one of the most practical ways of doing this, when somebody asks you how you're doing, like sharing what Jesus yes. is doing yes. in your life, you know, not letting those things be separated. Um, and yeah, then when they become more open and they actually become a Christian, they're already being discipled. Like they're already in a relationship with you where you're sharing Jesus with them on a mm -hmm. daily basis. And that's something that's been really cool that we've seen. Mm -hmm. And Amanda just mentioned it, but hospitality is super important. We like to think of ourselves also as the front door of our ministry, mm -hmm. that they don't just end in the pocket of international students, but hopefully the vision is that they'll get introduced to more and more people inside the ministry. They'll get connected to more and more people, especially as they grow in openness to Jesus, because that's what our fellowship's about. Mm -hmm. And so as they grow in openness to Jesus, they'll experience more of these aspects of the, the culture of Chi Alpha as they step into more of these areas. And a really encouraging story is one of a guy named Alexei. And Alexei was from Puerto Rico. Um, he was pretty culturally different. I mean, his language, his native tongue was different. He spoke Spanish growing up. Um, he grew up culturally Catholic, but he definitely didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And I remember knocking on his door to invite him to a game night on a hall that we were hosting inside of the Graduate Life Center. And light comes streaming into this completely dark room as he opens it up and he's like rubbing his eyes and he's like coughing I'm like oh no <laughs> this is one during the pandemic though so it was before like yeah. about that stuff yeah. but, um, I've woken this guy up and I, I'm like well I'm sorry for waking you up but I might as well tell you why I woke you up since you're already up so we're having a game night down the hall I'm sorry for waking you if you'd like to come please come and I felt so embarrassed and I walked down the hall I'm like I don't think this guy's coming because he closed the door again, <laughs> but he came. And he, he kept coming back, and he got transformed. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a one moment of, oh man, like Alexei just gave his life to Jesus. But when you look at him from then mm -hmm. to now, he's completely different, and yeah. Jesus is the reason for that. Mm -hmm. And Alexei uh, really followed through, like we saw the vision of Alpha, take place inside of his life where he came and when we're like oh man he seems like he's really open to, to Jesus let's let's start getting involved in more of the uh, like the intensely Christian parts of our community and uh, let's let's bring him into some of the other Bible studies and ask him about that and he's like oh well I just talked to Zach about that I'm gonna get plugged in next week and it's, it's like what <laughs> and then he comes up like um, the following year um, after growing in his faith and getting discipled hey like I want to, I, I heard about this baptism service happening next week. Can I, can, can you baptize me with Zach? And just like seeing this amazing transformation happen in, in this young man's life is so powerful. He even took our leadership training his senior year, knowing that he wouldn't be a leader for us and just wanted to grow yeah. and just learn more. Um, and so he's graduated now, but just an amazing testimony of, of what, what, what can happen. Yeah. Just one more, yeah, really quickly. Um, this is a cool one because it happened in the pandemic. And so just to encourage you guys, like God is not limited and he actually like can work all things together for the good of those who love him. He actually can work this yeah. like for like our good and for his glory. <clears throat> and so this girl named Yolanda, um, she, she not born Yolanda, but became Yolanda. She's Chinese, um, grew up in a Buddhist atheist household. She actually graduated from BT in 2020 and went to grad school at UVA in a time where no one was leaving their apartments, no one was leaving their house, like she didn't have any friends, didn't know a single person, but she was still connected to our 
group. Um, she was really good friends with uh, my co-leader, Lil Ling, who's a Chinese Christian. And so she started attending our meetings online, just desperate for community, like desperate for people. She would tell us each week, she was like, oh, I love you girls so much. This is the highlight of my week. Talking to you is the highlight of my day. Like, just like one of the hardest seasons. I know, right? I know, what an honor. And so she just came, like, seeking friendship, seeking community, just wanting to be a part of something. Um, and then she started to grow in openness. She would ask, like, really good questions. Um, and she's like, okay, I want to, like, start reading the Bible. Like, can you give me one? Um, and so she starts reading it on her own. Fast forward a few months. Um, we're in an alpha meeting, online alpha meeting. And she just starts talking about something. And she's like, yeah, I noticed, like, before I became a Christian, that I thought this way, but now that I'm a Christian, and we're like, whoa, 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 what? Like, what do you mean now that you're a Christian? She's like, yeah, I was reading the Bible the other day, and I just felt like Jesus was like, this is true, and you should believe in me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, what? You know? Um, so it's just so cool, like, the Holy Spirit, like, drawing her, just through her reading the Bible. And so just to encourage you, like, share Bibles with your friends. Say, hey, would you want to read that, this with me? Like, a lot of them are really open to reading the Bible and desiring to learn more about God. Um, and it's so cool. I just caught up with her a week ago. She's been a believer now for a year, and she's been sharing with her family. She's been sharing with her friends. Like, she has spheres of influence that, like, I will never have access to. But now Jesus is using her life yeah. to be a, a missionary to her country and to her, her friends. And so that's kind of the heart of what we do. It's reaching the one who will reach the nations. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's our story. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Hannah Hyatt, and I am from Kentucky. <laughs> so uh, I'm not an international student, uh, but I love international students. And growing up, I never thought um, that I would that would be something that would be on my heart. But I realized as a kid, I had interactions with different international students, and so over the years, it's just kind of been growing. Um, so when I was growing up, I was introduced to Chi Alpha many years ago at church camp when I met the missionaries that were at University of Kentucky Chi Alpha. And they came and they spoke about how, you know, if you go onto a college campus, it's just a mission field as well. And so from there, I just kind of prayed, okay, God, like, that's awesome. You know, maybe that would be cool to do one day, but I just kind of left it, you know, to the side. Um, so like, later on, I ended up attending Evangel University for Intercultural Studies, which is missions. And uh, my friends and I, while we were there, um, we went to Missouri State University with Savo Lawali that uh, Steve mentioned. Yeah, love Savo. <laughs> so, um, and his family too. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I was able to uh, meet with them. We went to the XAI group there, uh, International Life. And uh, I hadn't realized how many students would be in attendance. And I was thinking maybe, you know, seven or eight or, you know, something like a smaller group. But when I got there, there were like 75 students. And so I was overwhelmed, first of all. Um, and I noticed that, you know, there were Chinese students. There were students from Africa, Kenya, Congo, like all, all over the place. Uh, there were students from India, like just all kinds of countries. And I was amazed. I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is God's kingdom. It was just like yeah. a revelation of, and it was just me walking in the door. And so it was just like amazing. So, but I, so we, we went as an intention of, I'm, we're going to volunteer. We're going to use this as like a service project kind of thing. Um, because I already had a small group at my college. And so I was like, okay, we're going to feed the students. So we just started off with helping serve the food. So there would be a line of food, and we would serve the food there. Uh, then we ended up that we would, we would clean up from there. But then we would go and sit down with the students and get to know them. And from that point, um, we would talk to them, and, and they would explain to us about uh, their language. And the most influential part for me was how they wrote the Chinese girls they loved that I wanted to know what my name would be in uh, their language. So uh, we were sitting together. They were welcoming, and they really loved how interested us as uh, Americans were so invested and just 
to hear about them. Um, so during that time, we w attended a class that was for those students that were wanting to know more about being a Christian or that were wanting to know more about, um, you know, who this Jesus guy was. You know, they had never heard the name or maybe that was the first time. Uh, so we were able to go there and they learned about the basics of Christianity and the gospel. And I began to understand this concept of unreached people groups that I had heard about my whole life. But I was seeing it, again, I was seeing it in front of me, that these Chinese girls, they had never heard Jesus, but they're right there, and uh, they, they were experiencing that for themselves. So, but now I was seeing it differently, and I was seeing it directly in front of me. So for, for those three years, it continued like that. Yes, there was a, a bit of a progression. Um, we would have hangout nights. We would go bowling. We would go different places. Um, we would have movie nights where we would go to the girls' houses and just hang out. Um, and then it ended up that uh, we started small groups within that uh, ministry. And so I was able to attend the small groups with um, most of the Chinese girls specifically. And that was my first interaction of, you know, they would read John 3.16 and I would have to explain actually what that meant. And uh, which was kind of new for me because most of my friends growing up knew at least who Jesus was and what he did. So um, we started with John and they would ask questions and this got me to thinking about the Bible in a different way than what I was taught growing up in church. So it changed me. And so it also helped them learn English, which it, they love to do, especially from a national. Um, it felt like at times that God was teaching me more than he was teaching them. But now I realize that I was learning how to interact with students who might not understand this whole Jesus story and who he was and what he was all about. So from this moment, like I said, I realized that I was seeing the Great Commission directly in front of me, that the ends of the earth were right there, and I didn't have to travel thousands of miles to find someone. The Lord brought them to where I was. I thought I would become a missionary to a Spanish-speaking country because, you know, that's the language I learned in high school, right? <laughs> so... Uh, I was like, yeah, that'll be easy. I can do that. Um, so, but God had different plans. Telling the story of, so the story of me sitting in back of the uh, Chi Alpha service, the Holy Spirit said, uh, what if God doesn't want you to use, to leave the United States just yet? So I was like, oh, there's hope, like, that I'll be able to leave, you know. <laughs> just wanted to get away. And, but he was. But I felt the Holy Spirit say, "What if? What if I want you to stay right where you are and reach international students on your local campus, so that when they go home, they can reach their whole nation?" Yes. And so, in that moment, I could see those Chinese girls that were asking me about this Jesus guy. Of, they go home and then they tell their family, like she was mentioning with her friend. So I felt I felt the burden for international students, and it all made sense. Several, several years later, after college, I got the opportunity to serve at University of Kentucky Chi Alpha. So, of course, I pursued that. I loved Chi Alpha, being a student. So one thing was I wanted to seek international students. So every year I've made it a personal investment to at least find one international student to minister to and to talk to. Um, and I'll share about her in a minute. So we had different events that we would have in the graduate housing area where most of the international students are. And um, one of our staff members personally goes on our Instagram page and she'll message like random people. She'll just say, oh, they look like maybe they're an international student. There's been success stories. There's been like, no, I graduated like 10 years ago or something crazy. Uh, or I don't even know who you are or what you're talking about. Uh, but she connects with them. And from that moment, we have had um, different connection with, connections with Ethiopian students. And um, we were able to meet with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis and in small groups. And one of those students, her name's Mahi, and uh, she was a Christian, but the other students, they were not. And she, was, she knew them from high school, and she was able to uh, say, hey, like, you come, come and join us. She didn't know them that well, but um, she invited them. And several years later... Um, with with which her with her, um, it took quite a bit of time 
to get her to like be committed. So for her to invite students with her was just amazing. And over time, me and her lead co-lead a small group, and she was able to lead those students to Jesus, which was amazing. And then they graduated. We didn't have very much time. We had like maybe two weeks until they graduated. So um, it was the pre-work of discipleship that we're praying and that the Lord is going to use them. So with her, uh, I'm able to see myself in her in that she was raised as a Christian, but it was kind of like she went with what her parents said and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I've seen the Lord develop in her a faith and a strength that only he can do. She's been able to find Jesus for herself and learn not to rely on her parents' faith. Um, and again, with the other girls as well. So for this, you know, in this, there's hope, like she said, and this was all during the pandemic in 2020, um, that there is hope. So I'm, I just pray that God will send you one student that you're able to minister to. And if you're an international student, he can send you another international student to minister to. So thank you. Um, my name is Cecile Ames. I'm originally from the Philippines. Um, I got saved through Chi Alpha in the Philippines. Uh, got started by Ty and Sina Silva. Uh, yes, so um, praise God. It was through a volunteer staff uh, in Chi Alpha, and he was a professor um, at the university. I studied physical therapy. He was one of the professors, and he invited us to a youth gathering. And I got saved there. So I was this die-hard, devoted Catholic person and totally radically got saved wow. and bop, got baptized, got discipled in Chi Alpha. We had a campus pastor in my university. And uh, there were just like five of us. And God showed me, you know, that this campus will have many students later. Wow. And like after graduation, there were like 70 students wow. uh, <laughs> in that Chi Alpha group. So... Uh, so God called, so I was a student leader, student staff, volunteer staff, but then God called me to come to the U.S. as a missionary. So it's like, wow, the, yeah. why the U.S., Lord? You know, like, uh, there are, like, I thought I was called to go to India. But, um, so I obeyed God, not knowing what I would do here, of course, to work as a physical therapist. Um, but then he called me as a tent maker. Like, God, I'm calling you as a tent maker. And, um, and God will use your profession to, to do missions. So I came here and then, so you know, when you are diehard Chi Alpha, you search, you know, like you search <laughs> where is a Chi Alpha group. So that was always part of my job. I would travel every two years and I would not go to a place where there is no Chi Alpha group. So I would always, wherever I moved, I was a volunteer staff. Um, so, um, so that was it. So, but you know, after researching Chi Alpha, I found out that there is a ministry towards international students. So I um, attended the first, the, you know, it was like the second Christian International Student Conference in, in Kansas City, in Eureka, Kansas. And I met uh, Dr. Samuel Mathai and totally got inspired to reach international, you know. So it's like, ah, so um, how, how, got, how did I get inspired? The fact that I am international and I went through the same uh, adjustment as an international student, so it's like I want to help them adjust to this culture. Uh, the first six weeks of my coming here, I was eating burgers, six weeks of burgers, because oh there were, I did not know, like Asian restaurants. So, um, <laughs> or like the rice in Walmart was not the same rice as I had in the Philippines. So, um, so I want I want to minister to internationals. If you are international, can you show me if you're international in this room? Uh, any? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, you know what it's like. So, yeah, if you meet an international student and then they're really searching and longing for their food, the first thing you can do is just take them out to dinner to an Indian restaurant or <laughs> or a Thai restaurant and they will love you like forever and ever and ever. Amen. So um and also I saw the pivotal nature of reaching many nations at the same time and the great open door of being able to share the gospel, you know, 
of these nations that are usually close to the gospel. So, you know, the person that you're sitting next to, like from Saudi Arabia or from anywhere, are usually close to traditional missionaries. So, but then if you invite them over coffee, like what you're saying, or like I wouldn't, we would, my husband and I, we are, um, we served in, at the University of Missouri St. Louis for 16 years. And all our students are like one semester, one year exchange students. So like, yeah, like the moment you meet them, that's discipleship right yeah. away. There's yeah. no like, oh, I need to wait till I schedule like on two Thursdays to sit down. No, yeah. it's like your life is your discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were there and then it's like amazing. God is just doing amazing things. Um, international students has an intense need to find a friend a family, a community yeah. away from home. I have seen the power and the love of Jesus transform lives. Mm. Uh, and then them impacting their family yeah. uh, in their home countries. So it's amazing. This one Chinese student got saved and then parents <coughs> came to visit because they got a child and now these parents are saved, you know? Wow. Because many Chinese students, they will bring their parents <laughs> to babysit or whatever, <laughs> grandchild, grandparent their child here while they go to the university. So it's amazing. Um, so um, what are the th what were the things that we were doing? Uh, now we are blessed to move to uh, Florida State University, and uh, we started um, in the fall of this year. So um, God is doing amazing things uh, with just that one semester. You know, um, last night we talked about. How to love, how to like serve God, mm -hmm. and it's about like loving. So, four things first that I want to uh, to highlight, you know, before. So, to reach out to internationals, you just have to love them with the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You don't need any theology degree. Yeah. You don't need any missions course or seminary uh, schooling. Yeah but love them with the love of Jesus. And I really think that um, there's this blinder among American Christians, Sky Alpha Christians, that it's so hard to minister to internationals. Hey, love them as an, like you would love an American friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have the same needs. Um, you might need to learn how to cook uh, Thai food some, <laughs> but you know, um, love them with the love of Jesus. Pray. This is what one of my friends from uh, an international uh, student from Africa. Uh, when I attended a retreat in Southern Illinois University, Car Carbondale, uh, they're really big on prayer. So, but she was visiting that one summer. And she said, huh? Because she said, I have seen deliverance. I have seen the Holy Spirit do mighty things in my country. And then I, and I said, I want to learn. How, how did you do that? And then she said, Pray like people's lives depend on yeah. you. Pray like people's lives depend on you. When we pray, God is really ministering to me in, in my soul, uh, especially with the pandemic. When we pray, uh, sometimes we're not desperate enough. Yeah. We just like recite a prayer like, save my friend, Bhaskar Lord from India. Uh, so there came a point in my life that when I prayed, it's like, I'm the only Christian friend yeah. um, of the students. So pray like, like you will not see your friend again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And then God will, God will move. When we pray, mention people's names. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mention their needs. You know, we know our students' needs, right? Because you hang out with them. Mention their needs. Ask for signs and wonders to show up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a friend from Pakistan. She was a um, I'm Muslim, but you know I'm a Christian, and we have a relationship. We we cook together sometimes, and um, and she one time she was like uh, running after me as I was getting out of the student center, and then she said, "Cecile, pray for me. I have these bad migraines. Pray for me." So I did pray right then and there in the name of Jesus. She's Muslim, but she knows I'm a Christian. I prayed in the name of Jesus. And then two weeks later, she told me, Cecile, I've never had any migraines ever. You know, so, you know, signs and wonders. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, don't, you know, it's Jesus, it's Jesus' work 
it's not our work. Yeah. That's right. So let him let him show himself. Let him uh, manifest himself in the lives of our students. Um, also, very important, recruit others to help love, help you love yeah. uh, your international friend. It's it's not just one person's task. Mm -hmm. I really like, you know, I love uh, when we were at Embridge Missouri St. Louis. It was all like we were ministering to internationals um, because internationals were like mag like they were like going towards us. They they would participate in all our events, and we did not have a lot of American friends. But I'm excited at FSU. There's a lot of American core group leaders, and just them helping love on our new friends uh, at FSU. And um, and then yeah, one of the students attended the Discover the Nations last year, and that's he was the one. He's the one who was bringing this uh, Indian students. And then so Brian and I, we have. So what are we doing now? We we meet um, every Friday, uh, provide free dinner. You know. So I, um, you know, when I prepare, when we prepare for dinner, we, we prepare for like 20 people, even though it's five people that will show up, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, um, be creative, you know, like, so if this is what my philosophy is, if you can read, then you can cook, you know, <laughs> so how can you mess up like a recipe, like everything is step by step there. So if you can read, you can cook. If you have an international uh, store, then you're ready to go. Or you can always order online. So, uh, so you know, and then, you know, like my strategy is, is uh, people always love Thai food, Indian food, Filipino food. I'm from the Philippines. So, um, so um, you know, try to cook something that's different that is not from that same country where, like, you know, for my Indian friends, I cook. Mexican food for them, <laughs> Thai food, you know, like a variety of yeah. things. Mm -hmm. So they don't know also that I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's Indian food that I'm cooking for them, they know that this Indian food. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so yeah, I'm always on time. But um, um, so testimony, testimony, you know. Uh, we have a friend from Madagascar. He is a Christian. He was reaching out to this Indian friend, Vijay. And Vijay came to all our gatherings because we provide good food every Friday. It's not just noodles all the time that he always eats all the time. So because of the love of the community, Vijay um, got saved. He came to an All Nations Conference, got saved baptized in the Holy Spirit, baptized in water in one weekend wow. during that All Nations Conference. Oh, man. And that same day, he called his mom and told his mom, Mom, I am a Christian now, and shared about Jesus wow. to his mom. Wow. And one, one month later, he came back to India, and then he said, he told us, um, I'm sharing my uh, testimony to everyone who will listen to me. Yeah. Another uh, one last uh, testimony, uh, a guy from Korea, Minho, um, he was a party animal. But he, is so, he was studying journalism, and he was so intelligent that he was like eating up what we were talking about in the Alpha course. And uh, he was very um, searching for the truth. And while he was here, he got saved, he got discipled, and now um, he is uh, an editor for the Korean Times in Korea, wow. leading news, English newspaper uh, in Korea. And, uh, and he thanked us for, oh, this is good for us to remember. He thanked us that we did not give up on him. Yeah. He was a party animal. He would come to Kai Alpha drunk, you know, but he knew how to hide that he was drunk. But I could like smell, you know? <laughs> and, um, but then now he is like, he, he shared in his newspaper, he wrote a testimony of this famous Christian person who passed away, and he shared his testimony in this Korean newspaper. He called us uh, in New Year's Day here and uh, asked us to um, help him and, her and his wife pray to offer the year to the Lord. And he is just, yeah. Whatever you do, you're impacting families and the nations yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. And you might not see, you know, yeah. uh, and I want to remember, uh, for you, us to remember this. You might not see results right away. They might not become, 
you know, leaders in your Chi Alpha, if they're only here for two years in grad school or four years for PhD, but then you are, you're reaching a soul. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like we always have productivity and um, results in mind, but hey, if you are reaching one student for yeah. the first two years of your, of your life there at the university, you are impacting many people. So, thank you. I follow a preacher like Cecile, but we'll do our best. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Tressa Jamil, and I have the distinct honor of following in incredible footsteps at North Carolina State University doing XAI. Steve had previously been there, and I just get to continue the vision that he has had for XAI in North Carolina, and so that's really awesome. Um, I actually got saved in Chi Alpha um, in 20, no, 2007, so a while back, um, but as an unbeliever, I got involved with Chi Alpha, and I was just moved by the way that I was welcomed. Um, like this Korean friend that you had, I too showed up to Chi Alpha mostly drunk, and I was welcomed, and I was loved, even though I was struggling, even though I, you know, didn't have a grip on anything. <laughs> they, they just showed me immense love and kept pursuing me. And so I was moved by that and eventually became moved by Jesus, right? Because that's what happens when we love people. We, we want to know the source of that love. And so I crave that. Um, and so I, I, felt, I felt that from our staff and student leaders. And so I became a student leader in Chi Alpha the semester after I, I got saved. I knew nothing about the Bible. I was probably blaspheming the entire time. Um, but God used it. People got saved. Cool. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I came from a place where I was questioning and wrestling with the Lord, and I came to draw near to Jesus, and I was so excited to be able to do the same thing for people, college students. And so, um, yeah, so I knew that other people needed to experience the saving love of Jesus in the way that I did to be radically transformed. And so I did that as a student leader. I was served on the worship team. Um, I helped out with outreach on our campus, doing tabling, some of the stuff that many of you guys do, right? Um, and then I, in 2010, went to RUI, which is our training course for Chi Alpha to become a missionary. Um, met some incredible people. RUI looks a little different now than it did back then. Like, I think the last RUI class was, like, crazy big. It wasn't like that in 2010. It was literally, like, just a small group of us. There was maybe, like, 20, 30 people. And I remember us crowding into this small room in Missouri. I can't even tell you what building we were in or where we were at, but we were in this small room. All of us were sitting on the floor and they started serving us this thing called chai. I didn't even know what that was. And this woman came up and she began to share, she was my age, she just graduated from college, and she began to share about her experience coming to the United States as a Japanese student. And she shared about how she walked the campus lonely and unnoticed and unheard. And she felt like she walked and nobody even looked at her. And nobody even made eye contact with her. And I remember just sitting like right below her. And just like my eyes were locked in on her. I just like could not believe that that was her story because mine was so vastly different. So vastly different. Even though I was like this party girl that did not deserve that love and attention. She just wanted a friend. And she couldn't even find that, you know? And then Kyle Alpha picked her up, and they loved her, and they showed her who Jesus was, and they brought her into life group. And now Sayaka, if many of you guys know her, she's in Carbondale. She's, like, one of the most effective missionaries I've ever met. She's an incredible worship leader, just so Holy Spirit-filled. Um, and I love her, and I honestly owe where I'm at in life to her sharing her testimony that day at RUI. And she probably doesn't even know how intense that impacted me. So I should probably tell her that. But um, I went back to my campus um, in Arizona, which, like, I'm, I just keep moving further east. Um, but this is in Arizona. And um, I just began to journal with the Lord because before this encounter with Sayaka, I realized that I never even thought of international students as a student. Mm -hmm. I never saw an international student as a student. And the fact that, like, I had heard Sayaka's story, 
And then my experience confirmed that. That not only had she experienced that thing, but I personally contributed to that. I was like, no, that ends with me. And so it became my passion at that point to to make sure that I found international students on my campus, that I sought them out. I knew nothing about ministering to international students. You guys, it's all about making mistakes and learning from them. <laughs> like, let me just tell you about this event that I did the first year I was a missionary. And I'm, I'm now married to a Pakistani man, so this is like very funny because I cook Indian food like all the time now. And I, I can throw down at this point, but I'm not even going to try to brag. All right, I'm not even going to try to like play that down. I'm, I'm pretty good. But um, this particular event, okay, we were having a Bollywood night, and we had this great Bollywood movie picked out. We had this whole dance that we were going to teach people during the intermission. We had mango lassi flowing, and I cooked curry. Cool. That's what you should do, right? I didn't know there were different curries. I made a Thai curry. Like, I actually made a Thai curry, and I served it to international students. I was like, yeah, let's have a Thai curry. And nobody said anything. They, they loved me. It still did taste pretty good. Like, I'm not a terrible cook. I, I can read, right? So I made it happen. It was just like a wrong curry. Um, and so it's all about making mistakes, you guys, and learning from it. And I've made so many and people have been so gracious to me, and over time I've gotten better at just learning how to talk to people, just like we do with American students. Like, we fumble our way through this, right? Like, none of us really know what we're doing. We just, like, pretend most of the time, and God blesses it. Glory to him, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have gotten better with it. My, um, my husband is a product of Chi Alpha. Um, I, did, I promise I didn't marry him before he was, you know, saved and loved the Lord, but um, he, he came up through our Chi Alpha ministry, got discipled by a bunch of our guys, and he had been a Pakistani Muslim his entire life. He went to the madrasa. He was planning to, like, train to be an imam, um, so he, like, really was in it, you know, um, and got radically saved on campus, and so that's just, like, one story, and I think, so I've been in Chi Alpha. This is my 11th year as a staff member on Chi Alpha, or in Chi Alpha, which I can't even believe I, I re didn't realize I passed the decade mark because it was during 2020 and I was like, oh, I've been doing this a decade, no. Um, and even longer as a student. But, um, so I have a lot of stories of people whose lives have been transformed through XAI, through international student ministry. Um, but I think uh, one of the most encouraging things I can share with you guys is stories that are still happening. Um, I just moved to North Carolina in June, so I'm very much still gaining my my footing. The South is different, y'all, okay? I don't even know, some people don't even count North Carolina, and like some people do, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm at, but the South is just different. I'm learning the culture, and I'm learning my campus, um, and so I don't have any stories right now of people who have come to know the Lord in NC State Chi Alpha, but I have people that are on that journey, people that are, people that are walking in that direction, and and something that is unique maybe to NC State Chi Alpha, some of you guys probably do this too, um, one of the things that I've found effective to ministering to international students, what I felt the Lord asked me to do, is that XAI wasn't going to be separate at NC State. Yeah. It was just going to be who we are. Right. right? As Chi Alpha, we're called to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. Right. International students are a part of the university, yeah. period. Like, it's not a separate part of it. There's just a part of the university. And so we decided we weren't going to do anything different. Um, and it was a big challenge that I was issuing to our students. And a few of them looked at me like, you want me to what? <laughs> um, and our student leaders, you guys have rose to that occasion. Like me, most of them had no idea what they were doing. No, not at all. But every single week, we made it a goal that every single life group would have one international student that they're pursuing and one international student that they're all friends with collectively. They didn't have to be in the life group necessarily going to Bible study, but just be their friend. Just be intentional about a friendship with them as a group. And we issued that challenge, and I'm telling you, like they were white in the face, you guys. Every single life group had a friend this year. Every single life group had a friend. Yes, you can clap. I'm all about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, that, that's just like a testament to like, they didn't know what they're doing. They, they aren't trained in this, but they, 
they're willing and they want to do it. And so we've seen so much fruit in doing it that way where it's not a separate thing that like our international students come to everything. And sometimes they show up to service, sometimes they don't. Most of the time they show up to our events, but like at this point, our events are mostly international students and like our small American <laughs> group. And, and it's just all one group and everybody knows everybody and um, it's really cool. And I'll just quickly share a story. Um, I was gonna share a different story, but I feel like the Lord has asked me to share this one. Um, so we have an intern named Pally. She's a really awesome girl. She actually went to the university that I attended in Arizona and we both ended up at the same campus this year, which is like a fun thing because she was discipled by people that I discipled in Arizona. So I'm like, oh, you're like my grandbaby, kind of. Um, but I remember sharing about XAI with her at the beginning and she said, you know, I'm not good at that. I don't know if I can do that. And it's just been wonderful to watch her literally be the most effective person reaching international students this year. And um, she doesn't do it, there's nothing that she does that's different but she caught on to the fact that if Jesus is the most important part of your life, your, your conversations are naturally gonna flow in that direction and you're gonna share about him and you don't have to like invite them to Bible study necessarily, but your life that you do with them, you share Jesus along the way. And so she's been friends with this girl from India. I won't mention her name right now because she doesn't know the Lord yet. She's on that way. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's walking that path with Sally and I'm believing that she'll know the Lord. Um, but she she got connected to her group. She's gone to everything with her. They literally go to the grocery store. They do laundry together. They <laughs> eat their meals together. Everything they do, they do together. We have a guys group like that of internationals and American guys that just lift weights every week, and that's like their thing. And then they eat like do hot wing challenges on the weekend because that's fun. You know why not? But everything they're doing, they're doing together, and that's not different than what we do with American student ministry, right? Like. We're just living life together. And it's been cool to see that that same thing that we do in Kyle's as a whole works with international students. You don't have to change a thing. That's so, like just breathe that in. You don't have to change a thing, okay? Um, and, and it was really cool. Callie is on our worship team and she's a, she's like one of my favorite worship leaders. I could just listen to that girl sing all the time. Um, but we invited this Indian girl to our fall retreat and she sat in a separate room during the services, which was fine, she was doing her homework, but she heard Callie was singing a song and leading a song because Callie is her person. She came from that room and she went and sat. And she she's an Indian girl, she loves Indian music. She She's always walking around with her like phone, <laughs> playing music, you know, dancing around, whatever. Um, so music speaks to her because God uses what we like, right? And so she sat and she listened to Callie sing her person. And she, like, we didn't know it at the time, but she went back to the room and she Googled the lyrics. Because the lyrics that Callie was singing were so profound to her, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to her. And she was just moved through this song. Just a song. She didn't attend the teaching. I'm sure the preacher was great. But she didn't, that, was, that, that wasn't that moved her, what moved her. It was the Holy Spirit of God right. that was presented to her through her that she loves. And so that's all I wanna challenge you guys to do is just be friends with international students, be who you are, use the giftings that God has given you, and you're gonna do great. And that's all. <laughs> okay, friends, our time is gonna be tight because of these great stories and reflections on XAI ministry. So we are gonna get you out of here in the time that you can then move on to the next breakout, but it is gonna be close but you still need to be able to hear Aaron and also Eric and Jessica. Oh, sorry. Um, and so we still have time for them, but I'm gonna ask my wife to go to that door so that people don't walk in early and interrupt our full hour, okay, together uh, before we then dismiss. So hang in there for about 15 more minutes. This is gonna be great how we're gonna conclude this time together. Everybody agreed? Okay, okay. all right, Aaron, all right. come. I'm gonna time myself. I should have, because my sense of time is kind of bad. All right, I can't tell if I'm shivering because I'm excited, shivering because I'm cold. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. I'm Erin Teigen. I'm from Clemson, and uh, I think Kai Alpha Bolivia still calls me. My nickname is Campanita. Does anyone know what that is? It's Tinkerbell. <laughs> so if that gives you any idea of what I'm like, 
I'm not going to share with you today, you know, some of what not to do, because that's probably why Steve picked me, right? No. <laughs> um, I'm the little missionary that could, you know? I um, had some, I'll, you know what, I'll just tell you. I was one of those kids who prayed not to be a missionary. <laughs> because I wanted to be like a princess or a cat or an international interpreter or something like that. But I had this sinking, guilty feeling that, that God was going to make me do it and it was going to be, I was never going to get ever have a shower again and um, I don't know, it was, was going to be like a prison sentence and I was never going to have any friends ever again. But after an encounter with the Holy Spirit on one of those teenage missions trips to El Salvador, you know, like bless those countries that have us teenagers there. It's yeah, so important yeah. for us. I had this encounter with the Holy Spirit um, where my relationship with him went from just learning about him in the past and then kind of vaguely being aware of him when I do something wrong, like he might be vaguely mad at me, to like real feelable feelings in the present, in the very, very present. And it changed me so much. I started to like kind of sheepishly ask him, well, do you think maybe in the future that I could serve you too, like full-time? Could I be a full-timer? I can't believe I went from such two extremes. But you know, I ever since I had that encounter with him, I just started thinking about people that weren't going to heaven. Even people I hadn't even met, like people in other countries. I started just visualizing, I don't know what I did, because I, you know, I was like 17, but I just started to super, super care if people went to heaven or hell. And I, I know that's supernatural because most kids don't, don't think about the afterlife or something like that. But I think what it was is when I started getting intimate with God, I started to think like him. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? When, when, I, when I got married to Travis, you know, we're so different. He's there. Um, the closer I get to him, I start to think like him. So now when I hear like a jazz riff, I'm like, ooh. I, I used to not care. I used to not care about jazz, but I think like him now because we're married. It was like that with God. Um, but that said, that said, uh, I'm an overthinker. Uh, I have a bad habit of overthinking. And when I overthink, I get a little awkward. <laughs> so that made evangelism and learning how to do it really hard, okay? And I'm, that, this is where I'm going to talk about you, Ronnie. I, I did my CMIT with Ronnie Hoover back there, and I didn't know you were going to be here, so I'm still not going to skip it. I failed his role-playing exam-sharing thing maybe at least three times, probably four times. You have to, so when you do it with him, you have to pass the exam, you have to share the gospel, heaven, man, God, Jesus, faith, and go through all the points, and you have to role-play, and he's going to play a different character you've never met before, he's not Ronnie anymore, he has a different character, and you have to lead him to Christ. <laughs> and every time I failed, he would become someone more difficult, <laughs> and I was so... I was so frustrated. I think by the third or fourth time, do you remember we were sitting on the couch and I just burst into tears? <laughs> and you're like, what? We're playing. This is supposed to be fun. But I was so sad because I just kept thinking, what kind of a missionary can't even pass the gospel exam? So I was so angry one day. I, I think I was thinking about quitting. And I, I grabbed my Korean friend and we went to the coffee shop. And I was just complaining to her about it. I was so mad. I was like, I, just, I can't do it. I I wish he thought I was good at it. He doesn't think I'm good at it. I keep failing. I'm never going to be a real missionary. And she's like, girl, I'm sure you're not that bad. You know, uh, but can you just, like, fill me in a little bit more? Like, what's the gospel? What are you saying? Is that important? Like, is, what is that? And I was like, well, it's this thing i got to do for work. <laughs> it's, got this, it's got heaven, man, God, Jesus, faith. <laughs> I started going through it the best I could. Um, and she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of getting it just fine. I, I, I think you're kind of good at it. And I was like, well, I sure wish Ronnie thought so. <laughs> then I could pass the gospel exam and be a missionary. Well, a few days later, she came over unexpectedly, and she felt like a really strong urge to receive Christ. Uh, it gets worse, guys. <laughs> 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 it gets worse. I just blinked at her. I, I was like, are you sure? Because I messed up. I was thinking about it that night after I said it. I made some mistakes. She's like, Aaron, relax. You did it fine. I understand it. And I was like, no, because I forgot to ask you to make a decision at the end. And she's like, Aaron, you know what? Let's sit down. I'll hold your hand. And why don't you just pray a little bit, and I'll repeat after you. And then you pray a little bit more, and I'll repeat after you again. And I was like, okay, okay hold on. Can you just give me a minute? I'm like really nervous. 
nervous. She's like, honey, it's okay. <laughs> and that's how. That's how I left my first international with Grace. It was like. is that I'm, I'm almost sure there's someone in this room that's like, man, I'm not a televangelist. I'm not like a preacher. I, I, maybe what if I put myself out there to make this friend and I don't follow through. I don't do that last. I don't do it right. But um, that intimacy with God is where it starts. And he's, he's got it. It's not on you to make converts. Ooh, converts, what a weird word. It's your love. It's more like that. And, and there were more and more relationships like that one until I had besties on, like, every continent almost. Not Antarctica. I'm still working on that one. But <laughs> I've had opportunities to serve in Chi Alpha Bolivia and Chi Alpha Korea. And Trav and I visited Chi Alpha Japan and Taiwan. And I have, we have a, I don't know if I can say that. We have a sister in Chi Alpha Indonesia, but they're underground. <laughs> so don't tell. Um, and in our Chi Alpha, oh, what do we do to make friends? Well, we're intimate with God first, and we think like him, obviously. Um, then we find out, you know, what are the biggest populations on the campus? Like the three largest um, international student populations at our campus is China, India, and Iran. And um, we'll go to their events because, you know, it's, it's good to go where people are. It's a great way to connect quickly. And they throw the coolest parties like the Chinese New Year party, the, the the new big cool one is the Bangladesh Mother Language Day celebration. That one's really cool. And Chinese New Year, I said that, and Diwali and all those. They're so fun. It's a great way to meet people. That's what we do. And sometimes they'll throw Chi Alpha events for us and we'll have like the Indian culture night, you know, with us, like you were saying. And that's always really fun. Um, there was a there was a time where I asked one of my best friends, Shaolin, uh, what is your best advice? And this is the last thing I'm going to say. What is your best advice for making friends with internationals? And Shawin, when you imagine Shawin, I want you to imagine this beautiful Chinese woman who's just a sage of wisdom with like a broken English accent. I just love her so much. She's like one of my favorite people in the world. She, <laughs> I asked her, what was her advice? And she said this, don't stop inviting. Keep inviting. Keep reaching out. You're... <laughs> Even if it like hurts your ego, like you know, <laughs> some people really despise repeating themselves, you know, and it feels like that. It feels kind of annoying to have to invite the same person over and over again. Mm -hmm. But she said, even if we turn you down over and over, I'm begging you, don't stop. Mm -hmm. You're fighting through walls of language barrier, mm -hmm. social anxiety, potential culture shock, depression. With now, like now, I'm kind of familiar with that. What that feels like, and even like. Spiritual warfare, you guys. We're pushing, pushing, pushing through those walls. Mm -hmm. And you never know when the last push is going to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. That's good. My friend Yao Ling <laughs> told me once that my greatest flaw as a Bible teacher is my shyness to invite and be persistent. Mm -hmm. So, guys, love God, think like Him, and go love the world. Don't wow. give up. Right. You have to go, go. But we still want to allow a few more minutes to hear from these last two. Come, guys. So I was taking a note. It's really awesome. Um, my name is Jessica, and I'm Eric. And yeah. we're from Austin Peay State University, and I am a CMIT there. And before being at APSU, I was at um, University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and I became involved when I was a freshman. And I was discipled um, by Ellie, and she's on staff at UTK. And she um, was actually the person over, like, interna international student ministry there. And she has the biggest heart for the nations that I've ever met. And any time you spend with her, like, it's impossible for it to not rub off on you. And so she started inviting me when she would go hang out with the international students. And she would bring them to our D group, and she would let them read the Bible in their language. And it wasn't long before I realized that, like, our Chi Alpha community is so much better when we have the international yeah. students with us. Yeah. And so she started challenging me to reach out to international students on myself and by, like, on my own. And then eventually I started challenging my girls to reach out to international students. And now one of the girls that used to be in my small group is personally connected to more international girls than I ever was. 
And so what we see there is just an example of what 2 Timothy 2.2 tells us when it says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And something that I've noticed and that I've been guilty of, even myself, is that we tend to put discipleship of international students um, in its own category, like it's not part of our original mission. And it really is. And on the college campus, like we have the unique opportunity to fill the Great Commission without going anywhere at all. And um, I'm a super practical person, and so I'm just going to give you like some practical tips of what I did as a student that, that may help you and what I'm honestly still doing as an intern. Um, and the first one is to take the Great Commission seriously because it was when I started taking the Great Commission seriously that I really started reaching out to international students because we can say we care for the nations and we can say that we want to go on this international trip, but if we're not reaching out to international students where we are, it's not super congruent with what we're saying. Yeah. Um, the second was like I started really taking advantage of the resources that Kayafa provides. Like I was meeting with Ellie and learning her heart, but then I was also like doing the XAI 21 day challenge and I was listening to people like Steve and Sabo and Cynthia, these people who have great vision for it. And I went to discover the nations as a student and things like that. And then the last was like, I actually started making international friends. <laughs> and so like you have to, sometimes it'll happen naturally and you'll just have one in your class or you'll just like meet one in the student union or whatever. Um, but a lot of times you have to go to them and you have to intentionally pursue them. And um, like, Something that I see as a theme and what people have shared and something that I want to encourage you guys with too is to never stop inviting. Mm -hmm. I was friends with um, one of my friends from Vietnam for three years before she ever came to a small group and before she started being willing to discover who Jesus was. Um, and this semester, I um, started becoming discouraged because a lot of the girls that I was connected to are grad students and they have a lot on their plate and I kept trying and trying and then they were busy and then one day one of my friends from Honduras texted me and she was like hey like she um, was a Christian before coming and she was like hey like I really need to talk to someone can we just get lunch and I was like yes we can get lunch and so we went to lunch um, and she just started really opening her heart and and just confessing to me things that she was feeling convicted about and saying she really wanted to be plugged into community again and she became super plugged into the small group and started becoming like one of the main encouragers in the group of the other girls. Um, and so like you never know like how much it means to them that you continue to text them and ask them how mm -hmm. they're doing and you never know how much a ride means to them or taking them to the grocery store means to them. Like you never know how much helping them learn how to write an essay in English like means to them. Mm -hmm. These are all simple things that I did for my friend from Honduras which helped showed her that I was there for her and when she needed someone, she was there to reach out to me. So, like, never stop and don't get discouraged. So, friend, so, friends, let me qualify this again. I realize that we're imposing on Johnny and others that are waiting in the hall. And I was really hoping that we would uh, fit everything in. Eric, is there something very abbreviated that you can share? And then what I will do is I will record what Eric would like to share, and I'm going to send it to you. So this is how we're going to try to wrap things up so we can clear the room and let the next group come in. And I realize that's very unfair to Jessica and Eric. But I want you to text IMXAI to my phone number. That will alert me to who was participating in this, and not only the recording, but also the extra that I will work out with Eric about what he wanted to share. Again, it's not in the context of what's being shared, but that's the only fair compromise that I think that I can try to provide for you, is to be able to still send that and available, make that link available. Is that fair enough? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, because again, in our exuberance of wanting to share, we just want a few minutes here, a few minutes here, a few minutes here, and all of a sudden we're having to cut this off. Eric, I'm sorry. No worries. Okay. But again, we'll still do right by him. So again, if you will, text to this phone number and uh, let us know that you are a participant here. We'll get Eric's response to you. And we thank you so much for participating like to today.